All right. So you ready to start? Yeah. Yeah, let's start. You're listening to That's Just Life, a podcast exploring life, community, God, and friendship. This is episode two. Okay, so podcast number two. First off, I have to say, like the intro that you had was killer. I put on my podcast voice. <laughs> like I, was... I got comments on that. Did you? You are now listening <laughs> to That's Just Life. That's Just Life. Friends, God. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Family, love. I'll have to redo other. it because it's now, now we have to say, this is episode two. This is episode two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that was... That was uh, like my favorite part. And I'm like, that's the stuff that I can never do. So I'm like, oh yeah. And I played that intro to everyone. <laughs> I was like, no, seriously, you got to hear this. Like, does this not make you want to listen to the whole thing? They're like, uh, yeah, it was oh, awesome. Oh, perfect. Perfect. It's just me sitting on my couch at like 1130 and the day after we recorded it. Just for like, can I say this without waking up my family in the way that I need to say it? You nailed it. Yeah, it was fun. And where'd you get that jingle from? It was I was uh, trying to think of free music that we wouldn't get sued for if we used it, and then I just knew oh one of uh, one of my favorite artists, Francis and the Lights. So like all of my music is free for anyone to use in any way they feel like ever. <laughs> and that was like I started singing like I had a thing in my mind when we were doing the last intro, and it was actually that song. That's just awesome. so like that, just that synth line or whatever, and then I realized, oh wait, we can can use it. Oh, and that song's called "That's Just Life." Wait a minute, that's a perfect title for what <laughs> for what we're talking about. Now I did notice on your graphics you have tents on there. A what? A tent. I don't know what it is. I think. Is it a tent? Oh no, it's a staircase. Oh, it's a staircase. It's a pink staircase. Oh, I thought it was a tent. <laughs> no, I got like this deep when I when I get into like a real quick graphic design mode. I need something to look cool. I pull out that staircase. There you go. I'll so, have to go back and look. We're gonna have to change it. Why? Because that was just like the first draft. I made it real way too quick. Oh, okay. We do some cool. Take some family photos and we'll. <laughs> I think something about. Uh, the podcast that I'm going to find fun is that the both of us have uh, very different ways or perspectives of looking at things like our hearts are connected. We're good friends. That's awesome. But like our lives are interconnected. Um, but you see things in a very different light. So I get so excited about you from when you were like the littlest of kids when you had the big Afro and your tiniest little face when you were at an old grade eight, maybe, uh, and then starting to come to the youth group as you got later on, there's a side of you that was really addicting to watch because you were at that age already far more creative than I've ever dreamt of being. Yeah. And I just really like that side. So that's been, that's one of the fun things between us. So when you put together a little jingle for you, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there 1130 on my couch. I was like quickly made this thing for me. That's like 32 years of laboring and I'm like, oh, is anyone going to like it? And you're just like, it's the best ever. <laughs> like, Adam made it, so it's awesome. And that's just where I'm at. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm just like, ah, we need to redo that, the whole thing. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty pumped with it. Yeah, it, it was pretty top-notch. It'll be good. It'll be good. I just want to know if Matt thinks it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he does? Yeah, he'll think it's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. 
Well, what's interesting, something that came out of the first one is we have a guy who lived with us for a short period of time uh, who's living out in BC right now. And he contacted me and said like that he'd listened to the podcast. And when he's around, if if ever he could, like we want him to come and join us to tell his story, he said it was just, it was a really important time of his life. And he was only with us a short time. And so I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's super cool. Hopefully, if he's listening again. Uh, yeah, we're going to get you on this. We're going to get you onto the podcast. That's going to be, that's going to be amazing. And then we'll hear the stories of these different people, which is going to be like super rad. Wow. That's yeah. That's awesome. I had some, some close friends who were talking, they've been thinking about community living and they Mm. just said, it's just, they want to do, they're going to do it different. Like, but it's just like, oh yeah, these are the these are good things to talk through and understand and know people have done this and walked with people and it's just really good to be a part of that conversation in, in that way that we were, yeah. we were talking about the last episode. Yeah. So I'm pumped that it's like encouraging or could be encouraging people. And yeah. And even if one podcast encourages people, that's awesome. We're doing it actually just for the love of being together. Yeah. So what people don't know is that we got together at seven and it's now 10.30, and we're just starting the podcast now because we just got carried away <laughs> talking about all sorts of things that are burning in us that we want to know. Yeah. Theology, God, ministry, life. Like, how awesome. And uh, so, and what was the comment you said? Yeah, like, whatever, podcast. We could do that totally different day. It's fine. And here we are. We're going to throw something together. Because yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's great. So... I guess what we were talking about doing today is how do we share maybe a couple of the stories or a story or two that were significant in, in community living, maybe our perspectives of it and why it was of value. I think lots of my life, I, I didn't know why I did the things I did. So I've been a youth pastor for lots of years and there are certain things that were so unconventional that you shouldn't ever do if you were a youth pastor, like probably if someone wanted to make a stink about it, it, you really could. And, uh, and yet sometimes you do it. And I kind of thought, well, maybe I'm just kind of bad. Maybe like, maybe I'm not cut out to be in the church because I just kind of do things that aren't following the rules. Are you, are you going to tell us what these things are? Okay. So I'm on a retreat and I can't remember what decision we needed to make, but, uh, there was a, there was a, we had to make a decision about who's going to sleep somewhere or whatever. So I gathered all the guys in a line and I told them this story. And there's a movie that I watched in my first year of marriage called A Man Called Horse. Have you seen that one? No. Basically a guy, he's a, a pheasant hunter, I think, and he gets shot by a native tribe in the wilderness and they can't kill him before he's healed. So they bring him in the village and he makes friends with this little boy and then he becomes one of them and... They call him horse in their native tongue. And so he's just a man called horse. And then it kind of works its way through until they're going to accept him into their clan or their, or their group. So what they do is they take a bone and they pull his chest muscle out and they jam this bone, probably the size of your middle finger, through his chest on both pectorials. And then they tie a rope around it, around each of them, and it goes up to the circular wheel at the top. And all these people becoming men in this tribe would 
wrap these ropes and then the drums are going, they're dancing. It's an actual ritual that they did back in the day. They go round and round and round. And then at the same time, they would all pull back and yell and like, ah, and they're trying to rip the bone through their muscle. And this is how you became a man in this particular tribe. I think I would agree with most people then that this is not something a youth pastor should be doing to their kids. <laughs> okay. So, so we had this, we had this theory. And so I was, what I did is I was like, okay, I'm going to like, whoever can handle it without making a sound like that'll be fine. So I'm going to kind of grab onto your pectorals and you're just going to pull away until my, my grip is loosed and whoever can do it without making a sound like you go on to round number two. So we go around like, it's just like totally inappropriate. And it was so hysterical. And it was almost like this, like, like this competition rites of passage. And it's like, <laughs> like the, the most jock type guy screamed right away, like couldn't handle it. And yet the next person, like, who's like totally not the jock, but like rocked it through. And there was like this respect and this honesty. And like, these are things that probably should never have happened. <laughs> And uh, I live to tell the tale, and hopefully I think all these people are adults today, so then it's all fine now, I think. Everybody, but... yeah, there's no emotional scarring <laughs> that... Well, I'm good friends. I Pretty well all of them I'm good friends with to this day. <laughs> it wasn't something that destroyed us. It was I wasn't trying to humiliate anyone. It was just someone needed to sleep on the floor. Someone needed to sleep on the floor, and you didn't have to... You could just choose to sleep on the floor, or you could enter into the game. And so <laughs> we entered in, and it was hysterical. Uh, that reminds me of... Another inappropriate thing you used to do. <laughs> Mildly appropriate, I guess. What was it? When you would when you would pin us down and then just just let the spit hang out of your mouth and say, You just need to trust me, it'll never drop onto your face. <laughs> and you and then you would slurp it back up. It's disgusting. And some people could not they could just not not handle it at all. I mean, it was it was hilarious. I do you remember any incident in particular or any particular person? I I, I remember. I only remember Justin Perizzo getting <laughs> whatever. Oh, actually, Zach got it a few times too. But I just I think Zach. What he ended up doing is he just eventually opened his mouth and said, "Do it." And I don't know if he expected it, but I. Most definitely dropped something into his mouth. I was not. I did not witness that one. It was most definitely. I'm. I'm certain it was Zach. I can't imagine anyone else. Uh, but most certainly. Uh, would you, as you've grown up and are more mature now, would you still, would you still pin, pin your your children down and uh, spit in on top of them? It would be a lie for me to say that this does not happen to this day in our home. <laughs> And it's, but we wrestle and it's, if it was ever for humiliation or to hurt or anything like that, or like never, <laughs> but it was, it's like, no, no, no there's a joy. It like, it, yeah, it's, it's like a bonding. There's something about it. I like, do you remember? Okay. So remember when Cody moved into our place? I, yeah, I heard vaguely. Okay. So like Cody came in and we're having this conversation and, and he wanted to fight. And uh, this was always the big joke. He, he wanted to wrestle me and he'd come up behind me and squeeze my muscles. And then I remember him going to the kitchen and someone being like, you don't want to fight him. Like Donovan's like really strong. And so him and I didn't have to fight and I was already stronger than him because everyone Somebody just built it up. <laughs> like he's a tough kid and just built it up. And so we we're going to fight 
and I was razzing him, but now he wasn't sure. And uh, Cody, you have full right if you're listening to this. You can you can send me a message. You can make this right if you voice message it to me. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to take this opportunity. If you have the Anchor app, you can send us voice voice messages through there. And we might, so if you have a question or anything, you can just send it to us and we'll uh, play it and uh, answer them. The anger app? Anchor. Anchor. Oh, Anchor app. You can do a voice message there. Yeah, not an anger app. I was like, Anger app? Okay. Anchor. If you're listening to this through Anchor Podcast, then you can do that. That's awesome. Sorry, continue. It was the proper moment, I felt. Yeah, good advertising. Good advertising Brought yeah. to you by the color yellow. So, anyway, Cody and I were having this thing and then he was like, no, I don't want to fight. I don't want to wrestle because I, I don't want my eyebrow ring to be pulled out. I'm like, buddy, it's no big deal. Like, I, I won't pull your eyebrow ring out. The only thing that's going to touch your eyebrow ring is my tongue. And then he was like, what? I'm like, that's my only goal is to lick your eyebrow ring. And so sure enough, we have this fight. And again, maybe inappropriate. He was an adult at that time. So pinned him down and grabbed his head. I didn't care about any other part of his body. And then I remember pulling his eyebrow <laughs> And I licked it, and I think I, he got an infection. I think he had to take it out. And but so I ended up being the best man at his wedding. And we have a photo in his our tuxedos, I guess, with me licking his eyebrow ring because it was just this memory, right? It was like, and it bonded us. It, Is it? I think we we get weird because we think, oh, all this stuff because there's been really inappropriate touching, and some people listening to this are going to be like, that is so inappropriate. But actually, it was like. For guys, it was like an established sort of pecking order. We didn't need to have it. It was just kind of there and it wasn't to have power. It was like, we just had this respect for each other. And it was, I think, really good. And almost all the guys in our home, not quite, one day we'll we'll have friendship with all of them again. But almost all of them we have relationship with still and it's awesome. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think, for sure think that is a part of it. There's something about... Um, just being able to have fun <laughs> like that's yeah. like was legit yeah. like uh, now we're too old to still wanna to still wanna fight but it's you know 20 year old guys just want to we will fight each other all, like that's so much fun yeah and there's a space for it and, and maybe not everyone and it's not like you're not a man if you can't fight. Nothing like that at all. But I think we we need physical and we need to be pressed some. And like Riker and I, we fight all the time. He razzes me and he'll chase me in the room and then he'll make comments. And today was another one. I, What did I do? Like, remember inner upper thigh shots? Oh, yeah. And so today I just had a pin to the ground and I just put my fist right in his upper inner thigh and I just held it there and put some pressure. He's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> It was like this <clears throat> memory. I knew that we were meeting tonight and doing this, but like it reminded me of the discipline. It was like this unorthodox. I wasn't going to spank anyone, but I was like, you do that again, it's an upper inner thigh shot. And you don't have to do it again, but Rue, every time, he's like, what? And I just chase him down and climb in there and just smoke him. And it was awesome. I love that guy. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I. It's funny though you said like the mental game you had on well you said he had it on on Cody before he just, oh, yeah. just talk you up but I like that is just like you were the you were the father figure so there is this like extra strength that you just had and I think 
I have that right now with my kids. Yeah. And I will mean have a physical strength over them. But there's five boys and I am not like I have to figure out how to keep that mental game like real strong so I could stay on top of figure all of them out. But it's going to be a point very soon because they will all they all try and take me down. It's only a matter of like maybe two years that they're actually going to be able to take me out. Might need to get some some pointers on how to uh, how to keep that mental edge and just. Uh, I remember I remember one time I think there's I don't know probably most of you guys at home six to eight of you. And then Matt Hebert was over, and then we were in the basement, and we were all sitting around the, the basement talking, and someone suggested, like, listen, like, none of us on our own can beat Donovan, but if we ganged up with him, like, he could never take us. And they're like, Matt, you'd be in with us, right? Matt, right? You'd be in with us. And then I, like, look over, I'm like, he's like my little bro. Like, there's no way. In fact, Matt, do you think we could take him? He's like, oh, yeah. Do you remember this at all? <laughs> I do remember this. And I was like, oh, yeah, we could easily take him. But inside, I was like, if you guys jump us, like. Oh, it's not a chance. No, we're, we're. But somewhere in the head, most of you were convinced somehow. And then I was like, let's do it. Let's take it outside. And all I wanted was, like, here's the honesty. I just didn't want to be stuck in the basement with eight guys jumping me. And then I'm screwed. <laughs> so I'm like, working Matt over, staying confident. Like, let's go outside. And the final end, it was Matt and I versus three of you. <laughs> And we just, then we could deal. Like, that was fine. <laughs> and if all of you were to come, then, yeah, we would have been, not... that would have been over. That's a good. But it was so fun. <laughs> yeah. And so good for, I think, my family and my children like, to be a part of it and to see the things that were going on. Hmm. I, I think that's a. Uh... Even for, like, because, like, with my kids, we just fight like that. And there is, I don't know, everyone does it in your family. But there is just, I do remember those things. And even some of those weird moves or or the <laughs> extra little uh, mental games you would play on the, uh, like, I'd do it on them. And it's just, it's, you know, generations are uh, it'll be carried on <laughs> do you do you actually think about that sometimes when you're fighting with your kids like the fighting that we had in my home oh yeah really eh? yeah there's just and maybe just like pull brings back like memories yeah and just like there's just so many people around or it's just chaos or whatever it is and kids are flying over me probably even because like Riker would jump in like your kids oh, would yeah. jump in on it and we'd have to like learn how to be careful around a three-year-old when there's like four twenty-year-olds just like really <laughs> wrestling. And he would jump in and oh, yeah. get hurt, and then jump in again, and then jump in again. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. There was a, a a teaching element on both sides. It's like you couldn't actually ever get really angry because if you got angry like he was going to he was going to see it and then he would get the bread in but you would never want to hurt a little 3 year old but <laughs> but you're still intense enough and i think that's that's really yeah really good oh yeah now again i when i think about parenting as a whole i don't think this is the answer for everyone that they all have to fight i think we need physical hmm. touch and contact and, and and we need to have this together whether it's we're hugging each other or we can cuddle on the couch as we talk or holding hands as we go about or, and some of us clearly are more physical than others. But yeah. I think parenting, like we need touch. 
Oh yeah. I even think about what what we did with our ch- children. Um, us for sure with our kids, but a couple times one of your children, mostly Elliot, I think, and one of ours, if they got in a spat with each other, we're like, okay, you're going to sit on the couch and hold hands. And they're angry. And we're like, no, you're just going to sit there. You don't have to talk. You're just going to sit there until we decide you're done holding hands. Yep. And they just sit there and hold hands. And it's like, how long does it take before you start to like snicker and laugh? Because it's hilarious because you're holding hands. That happens every time. Right. Is Yeah, no, those are so good. We still... My boys gotta like walk together the driveway holding hands often. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but at the once they get back into the house, they are well, not every single time, but almost always they're at the end of the driveway, they're laughing and they're like whatever. They're physically fighting on the way back, but it's like out of joy now instead yeah. of instead of anger. Yeah, this is some of that cre- creative parenting where you sort of suck your kids into relationship and getting over themselves and here again i think physical is important and i think often in our culture we we do it in isolation like we go send you to your room and go sit by yourself and go in the corner and i just think there's quite a bit probably you could speed up the process quite a bit more if it was more like this i think this is my experience yeah put them together make them touch They, they have to work in our home we do hugging it's like Nope, you guys are going to hug each other. Even to this day, like I got 17, 15, 12, and 10. They're listening to this because they like the podcast, <laughs> at least number one. And we just, we make them hug. And it's awesome. And then I usually jump in and squeeze them till they almost puke. And then it's just great. <laughs> I will sometimes just make, well, Rowan will, the baby two-year-old will gladly kiss everybody so they just have to sit there and just get slobbered on by by the youngest so that that also works to bring to bring that love back because you just laugh together and i think that's probably what i'm hearing in our discussion is that too like how do we not stay so serious all the time and actually have joy in it all like even discipline you can have joy in it if our lives are just grit and bear, like in whatever we're doing to try to discipline and beat our bodies to submit and do what we tell it to do, like that's that's not all that fun. But no. to have joy in it, it's really important. What is so like? Uh, like, give me an example. So, like what we talked about there, but. Let's say going to the gym. Some people like to work out on their own. That's great. But going to the gym, like to do it with some people, it doesn't have to be beat your body and labor some. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Include some people and do it. You know, like whatever your style is. I hate going to the gym, but (laughs) if I could do like MMA training three times a week, did that for a couple of years, that, that was the best working out. 10 to 15 guys being told what to do and then we're beating each other. Like, that was awesome <laughs> no, for that, me. No, I, yeah, that, that makes sense. So I think, again, we can, have, we can have joy and that's what I found. Like, in living in community, it's very easy to begin to nitpick everything that drives you crazy about what other people are doing. Like, why are you doing this? And stop doing this. And it's like these expectations that we have of other people but we haven't talked with them about the expectations Hmm. and we just think they're going to somehow get it but our upbringings and 
how we think it's all different and how do we find like joy in in all of it so we're looking for the good so do you, you probably ran into that pretty quick yeah. in what the difference is like how did you then uh like navigate that like like set those expectations sometimes without telling anyone so kendra and i just had a funny game that we would play so like the internet they talked about that last time i don't think so so this is cat out of the bag i don't know if everyone that lived in our home knew it but i didn't like that we i'd wake up at two in the morning and there'd still be a crew of guys on the internet watching youtube videos i was like no this is gonna end so I lied to them. I don't think you were in, you were with us at that time, but I lied to them and just said, oh yeah, it's, uh, we've called the provider and at a certain time it just cuts off. And uh, they're <laughs> like, oh. And so if it just cuts off, it's like, don't worry about it. It's like from the provider's end. Okay. And, but it wasn't the provider. It was Ken and I had the box in our bedroom and we just <laughs> unplugged it. <laughs> so uh, like, I'd be in the room hanging out and then I'd have texted Kendra and she unplugs it. And then right there, like, we totally saw you go on your phone. You just texted the internet provider. Like, it was you. We figured it out. I'm like, yeah, you guys are brilliant. And then the next time <laughs> we're on holidays, but Scott was our narc in the house and he would sneak into our room when no one was looking and unplug it. They're like, what happened? Like, how does he know? And so that was one of the ways that we dealt with some stuff yeah was there was there um ever like big things like not like just big differences in the way like we would people would communicate or or deal with things that you had to i don't know just bring everyone on to kind of the same level or was that kind of naturally there, can we just coming from all the different upbringings that we did? It seems crazy the how unified it kind of felt. Yeah, um, I think when you put them together, you guys had to f figure each other out and clean up your mess upstairs. And then in the basement, it was kind of a gong show. Yeah, and like remember when we had like little Zeke at our place, and then like a room would be filthy, and all of a sudden someone would come upstairs, and there was like a urine stain on their shirt, but they didn't see it when they put it on because they just leave their clothes everywhere and the dog most definitely mm -hmm. peed on it. We just, little Zeke is a, is a dog, not a, not just some kid we, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Zeke out, is a dog. Peeing right? on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, so you guys just kind of dealt, but there was things like one of the people who would cut my grass broke my mower every time, basically. And would drive over the same thing and break it. And then I'm left to do it. So eventually it's like, listen, like I just, it's just not good for you to cut the grass. Yeah. You're not getting it. And if you did, that's great. But you keep nailing this thing and you keep saying you're forgetting, which means you're just not thinking about this. So your, your lack of thinking, I'm just going to assume it's because you just don't have attention to detail. And so you're just not going to cut grass. But what you could do is this, right? Yeah. So we didn't try to make a very big deal of it. I think what was helpful is I was just the pastor of everyone before they ever moved in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... And so it just helped because we had an honest, I think, 
quite an honest, open, real relationship that way. Do so. you, uh, do you ever, like last, in the last episode you talked about that you, you don't know that you could have lived it like this if, if there wasn't like a, like a leader or, yeah. a, or a head of it. But I was just thinking, I, I just, I know a bunch, I know people living with people in their basement and then you'll do some meals together or, or whatever. And it's, it's a community of, of sorts. Yeah. Um, do you, do you feel, um, I don't, I don't know, just how, I'm trying to figure out how I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say. Do you, <laughs> like, I think that's a, like, that actually is a really cool way of, of doing community too. And, and do you feel like you could ever, I guess you're out of it for the moment, but like in that sense, co-commune they just co-live together yeah that sounds sketchy though yeah i get it <laughs> um i think a lot of people have this really novel idea that living in a community is really great and it is really great i think without and i think this goes for almost every area of life like if you don't have a, a purpose or a, a vision or a direction or a reason why, mm. then it's then then you make it about community living. And if that's the end goal, I, I think that's a probably not a very good end goal. Yeah. So if the end goal is like we're we're all poor and we can if we join our resources together, then we we would be able to live and be able to have a few luxuries. Like we could buy a hot tub together and we could have that luxury. And if we live together, we could do that. And so we're going to all work on saving money so that we can have some of these things that we wouldn't have on our own. Oh, awesome. That's a, maybe not a great vision, but it, it gives you at least something on what you can come back to on what you're doing. Right. Yeah. So if you're trying to make a little extra income, so you rent out rooms in your house for cheap and you allow students to come live there and, you're going to do some family? Awesome. Like you, the vision then is you're trying to make a couple extra bucks. You can go on holiday or pay for your kid's wedding or whatever. Yeah. But just to live together uh, w without a vision or purpose, it's it's kind of like a bad marriage, you know, like where you don't have any vision. The end goal is just somehow like each other or love each other. and But, but you you don't do anything together. You don't have purpose together. You, you're, yeah, you're just there together. You're just there, and and that's gonna get pretty boring. At least for me, I, I'm an adventurer. I, I need to have adventure, and I need to have direction and purpose. And yeah. I think that's what made it for me. So I couldn't live like long term. Just uh, yeah, no that 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 makes a lot of sense. It's not even it's not even necessarily about about you pastoring or having pastored most of the people that had come through before it that's how I mean that's how it worked out but it was more that you had a desire to help help people and and just this teaching learning how to uh be a part of a healthy family kind of yeah I think and I think that that's really it realizing that people grew up in different homes and so the best form of discipleship we thought was to live together yeah. And, 
and I would still argue it is, which is probably why God has this really brilliant plan called children, that you live together, and if your kids turn out gong show, probably the discipleship process probably wasn't all that great. Now, I know there's so many other environments. For sure. I, I get that. But if on mass, <laughs> there's just probably some questions you should ask because the outcome is proofs there. Same thing in a, in a church. If a pastor, if the fruit of the work of a pastor is not where the type of people that you want to spend time with or people who love God more or are more caring or gentle and, and you just kind of make something weird, like you look at the fruit of the work to find out if that's something that you want to be a part of or if it's good. Yeah. So you can produce chaos, you can produce hatred, you can produce selfishness. And I think we look at that and say that's, yeah, that's an important piece to, to look at. So in community living, what came out of it? Well, at least there's one good thing. You and me are here <laughs> hanging out. We still like each other a lot, which <laughs> yeah, is hey, so cool. Success. Right. Was it worth all of the other hardship just to have one guy to hang out with? Well, you're sort of living out I'm some very... of your some of your dream with doing some recording stuff and that and doing some music and yeah. being creative. Like so that's worth it, even though we're not living together now. Like that's that's worth probably most of it. And that makes me feel special that you feel fulfilled. Of course. And that's uh, again why we did so many things. And I wasn't trying to come up with neat ideas. I just cared about a guy named Adam and I wanted to give you opportunity. Yeah. I wanted to see you flourish. I wanted to have you believe in I guess yourself, the gifting that God had placed in you, you know? Yeah, which I think is super, super cool. Because, like, my childhood, my parents are amazing. Yeah. Like, and my childhood was amazing. I, I, but I really value the different experience hmm. of, like, a different kind of family life. And both, I, like cherish and value so much and their aspects that now I've carried on and I and I've, I really like learning how to or not even learn it's just like it's a different side of life that I didn't experience in in, in either or whatever right I think yeah. I think that uh getting outside of myself is just really good for for me yeah it makes me wonder <laughs> if if that's a sort of a a lesson in life I'm I'm brainstorming out loud, but it's like, have we in the church made discipleship like one person leads you to help you to become all that you're meant to be and following God? Like, is that is that really the plan or is it like there's many people that pour into your life to help to shape you as you yourself are responsible for your walk with God and, and where he's taking you and obeying him. But there's many people that, that come in and I wonder if we got a little weird in our efficiency of discipleship that it's like we each find our six or our 10 or our 12. Jesus had 12. So take the 12 and, and you replicate yourself. But I don't think that's it. I think the Holy spirit is to be the one to teach and to lead us to know Jesus and to know the father. And we have all these other people that, 
demonstrate and show them. We need lots of people to demonstrate and show that yeah. to us so we can see, you know? Yeah, and just pick up pieces along the way. Yeah. Like, I need my children to go to youth group tonight and be with some awesome young adults and be able to be honest about their relationship with me and the struggles they have with me hmm. with other people that I believe have my children's best interest in mind. Yeah, for sure. I think that's so important. And even when you show up at our house like this, like my kids love having you come and I think you feel that when you're here. Oh yeah. Like it's just, it's like immediate. There's relationship because it, there's a, you've been a constant in my kids' lives from the day they're born. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, even, even learning that, learning. Um... Now I can't not like be that with, any of my friends kids like the first thing that i do is just go and talk with them yeah and it just i think that's just because i mean there's more to it than just i was in this environment i'm sure i just love kids it is what yeah, it is me too but but just to to see even yeah even now i come to the door and they run and give me hugs and and to just know that that little bit of time and any kid that I, or whatever teenager that I go and just be like, Hey, what's up? How's, how's the day been? How's your week? Like, totally like that little bit of investment is just like so meaningful. And I, I've learned how powerful that actually is yeah. through, through living this way. Like it was super cool. Do you have any people in your life uh, growing up that had very little time with you but had significant impact in your life where it's like a conversation for some reason hmm. like impacted you or or you still think of it today i well i, mean, I guess his family my uncle Dwayne, but he i just remember playing football with him and it, it like he could hang out with all the adults and do whatever but he would just take me outside and we would just throw the football back and forth hmm. and i just remember like he could he can throw a football harder than anyone i've ever seen and i i just remember asking him just go harder 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 until it hurt me but those are the little <laughs> things it's just yeah. just the, taking the time out yeah to invest that in me what no but yeah so there are definitely people yeah, that's good. When you mentioned football, my my neighbor growing up across the way, Mr. Evans, that's not quite right. I, I, that's the other neighbor. I can't remember which neighbor, but uh, he'd be on his side of the street and I'd be on mine. And I didn't have siblings that necessarily loved to play sports as much as I did. And he'd be on his side and he'd be, get, get me the ball, get me the ball. And then I'd run up and down our yard and he would just blast the ball, the football over the street. That's awesome. And what I didn't realize is that he played with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as oh, a really? lineman. <laughs> so my neighbor across the street and then my neighbor behind us, they were linemen together for the Bombers. And I think they've both passed away now, one for sure. But yeah, they were both linemen for the Bombers. And that wasn't why I wanted to play football. I didn't know they did. And then I got to yeah, hang out with them. Like, how cool, cool is that? Yeah, that's awesome. It was just normal. I had this guy across the street growing up. He was a really weird guy. He was he was a semi-professional hacky sacker. Weird. 
<laughs> that exists. <laughs> I mean, it, it, at the time it did. He lived in his parents' basement and he was like... That's about the right place. 30, so I didn't... But he would like... There was like a circuit and he would tour. Cool. Or go wherever and just hacky sag. But he, I, he would... Yeah, I didn't know. I think he came one of the first times. He must have been living somewhere else, and then he came back. I was just on the my front yard, just kicking my hacky sack around myself, and he just like came out, gave me a new sand filled hacky sack. Oh yeah, taught me all the moves, and he would just every now and then he would just come out and uh, teach me some new things and just hang out. And he was looking back like he was an interesting, interesting guy, but he just wanted to he saw that i was interested in something he was interested in too and just came out and and that was i mean i still remember it and i was i'm I think, decent at hacky sack still so it counts for something <laughs> i think it has more value than we've given credit to yeah little moments but like true caring for someone right so mm-hmm. this guy's coming out he doesn't need to but it's like there's a connect like yeah i had a guy ian who one day came over with three juggling clubs. He's like, I don't know anyone else like that would learn how to juggle, but I think you would. And so I want to have someone that I could juggle six between two of us. And so I figured <laughs> if you're not going to buy them or someone else isn't, I'm just going to buy a pair and you're the one I want to give to. And blew my mind. I became so committed to juggling and him and I could <laughs> juggle six clubs or six torches between us back and forth. Because I just, I wanted so much because this guy cared about me. Hmm. You know, in hindsight, it's, I don't know, 20 bucks a club, so 60 bucks. And, but I was like, oh, he, he saw something in me. He valued something. Yeah. And actually changed my, the course. So I do a coin trick. I learned from him. I juggle because of him. And I have two unicycles because of him. <laughs> Why? Ian did it. I was going to do it because he cared about me. Can you juggle the pins on the unicycle? I can, yes. Wow. I have also put someone on my shoulders, Matt, actually, when he was a kid. And I would ride the unicycle with Matt on my shoulders. And I would juggle balls. And then I would throw them up. And he would catch them. And then he would drop them back down so I could keep juggling all while unicycling. Now, pretty rough, I would imagine, right now. I'd have to spend some time. I, <laughs> I got on it last year. And I could pedal around a little bit, but... But uh, uh, that's that's pretty good. There's a you probably uh, don't you don't know much about podcasts, but there's this thing called Patreon okay. where people can pay. Uh, they you you donate money to people and for giving out content that you like. Okay, and then you give out special content for those people. So I'm thinking if we ever do a Patreon account, yeah, one of the rewards will be you juggling. While unicycling. While unicycling. Maybe I'll be on your shoulders or something like that. Like you think... Uh, that, what you, that would be tremendous. <laughs> All right. Perfect. It's a, it's a plan. For you and me, Patreon. Wow. On my shoulders, juggling. I don't... <laughs> I guess I started working out this week, so... Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit heavier than a child, Matt, but it's okay. If you can just drop 50 pounds, that would be helpful. Yeah, no problems. Right leg. <laughs> We'll be fine. Anyway. Yeah. I guess we can kind of bring this to a wrap. Yeah. Give me. Yeah. Oh, great. We're at like 45-ish. Sucker. That's pretty good. So I would say, I don't know if we 
it wasn't anything conclusive. We were just discussing different things. But I just like it. The idea of relationship and how we learn from each other and things that carry us through. And um, I think one thing I appreciate about you, Adam, is the things that you believe or the things that we talk about or that you're learning. You don't want it just to keep it in this place of the mind or cerebral. Like, yeah. how do you take it and how does it impact or change your life? And then how can we pass that on and just live, yeah, just live that. Totally. I think that's, whatever, Again, it's a it's a learned thing. I saw it in you and I'm trying to pass that on. I'm not just, I've seen it in, in many people, but I think it's that all of us doing our part in acting that out and living that out, which is what is contagious about it. Absolutely. Agreed. So thanks for listening. If you made it this far and if you want to send us a voice thing out of on the yeah, anchor, yeah. You, on the anchor app, send it over and we'll uh, maybe answer your questions slash play your comments slash. I don't know. You might diss us. We might not play that. Or we might just take your words and manipulate them because Adam can do that. I can to make definitely it say, do that. Adam and Donovan are awesome. So we'll, we'll see. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for chatting. See ya.